0: metal interview greetings from your host james uh from the one and only state of texas in the united states of america from the one and only podcast that metal interview podcast we welcome you once again thank you guys and we have a special treat we have a member of interloper or interloper as you want to say it a progressive uh, metal band uh you could label it different label it different uh different ways and different subgenres of metal it's up to you okay so this is crazy crazy metal some good stuff of course and they have a brand new interloper has a brand new album on nuclear blast by the title of search party you guys can uh, stream it download it it's available on all digital formats okay so it's called search party and the band is called interloper and our guest is none other Then the vocalist slash guitarist, Andrew Virrueta. And uh, he joins us and speaks to us about this new album, Search Party, its makings and the way they wrote it and this and that. And uh, they actually just released an EP, their first EP this this year also, 2021, uh, back in January. And then this June 11th, they released this uh, brand new album, Search Party. So uh, for all the fanatics that follow Interloper, let's play some interloper here for all the people that are not aware or sure who they are or what they sound like we're going to play pathkeeper this was released uh at the same time as the album was released by nuclear blast records and here's pathkeeper and we'll be right back with the interview with andrew that metal interview great metal for you guys great metal we welcome you of course one more time that metal interview podcast myself james and uh let's cut it short man here's our interview with andrew of interloper enjoy new album search party coming out june 11th uh nuclear blast uh talk to us about the making of this album um what do you want to know man How do you guys uh, go about the writing process, you know, uh, uh, lyric-wise, riff-wise? What's the first step? Is it riff-wise?
1: I see, I see. Yeah, um, typically the songs um, are what are made first. Uh, Either I'll write, like, a good portion of a song, and then I'll take it to the guys, or Miles will do the same thing. Um, Sometimes Aaron and and Miles will write stuff together. Sometimes Aaron and I will write stuff together. Uh, Sometimes... Miles and I will, like, fully collaborate on songs. Um, it just really depends um, on the time and the circumstance, really. Um, but, yeah, uh, with that in mind, the uh, once the songs are done, I'll uh, start trying to make weird sounds over the songs until it becomes something um, a little more cohesive and sounds like a singer. You know, uh, that's usually the way it goes. Um, I like to phonate over the songs, just like vowels and stuff that sound pleasing to me. And, uh, and then I, like, write the lyrics based off of those vowel shapes that I really think are pleasing. And then the lyrics come after that.
0: So you kind of do uh, syllables, kind of syllable noises on top of the riffs? Yeah,
1: exactly. Just cool. like that Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. Cool. Just whatever's natural and, like, whatever my gut wants over the song is what I'll put in there.
0: Wow, that's cool. I saw the Search Party animated music video. Uh, very cool, man. Uh, who came up with this idea?
1: Um, I think that Miles was the one that really wanted to have this uh, this video as like a three D animation thing. Um, I think I think Aaron and I were more rooting for the two D thing, like an illustration kind of yeah. kind of idea. But uh-huh. Miles really wanted three D thing, and um, I think it was a I think it was a cool choice. Um, you don't really see that too
0: frequently. Uh-huh.
1: Um, but yeah, the, the animator that did it is the same guy who did uh, the animations on our backdrop for uh the Drift music video. So, uh, we went to him just cuz we really liked what he did. And um our friend Paige, uh she storyboarded the whole Search Party music video. So she planned out and plotted the whole thing and then um worked directly with Anthony the animator.
0: Very cool. Very cool video. Uh well, all vi- yeah. Of course, uh, for people that don't know, uh take us back in time a little bit. How did the band start and uh what year was this that the band formed?
1: Um, so I wasn't in the band when it formed, but I believe that it formed in like 2014. Miles and Aaron started the band. Um, and uh, Miles wrote the first song. Uh, it's called A Red Letter Day. Uh, it's an instrumental kind of tune. and um, Yeah, so cool. started that whole thing. And then I come into the picture in maybe 2016, so like two years later. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, I think at that time, we wanted to, and they had kind of all felt this way that they wanted to kind of stray away from the sound that "A Red Letter Day" and and uh, the other two songs that were released uh, sounded like. They were, it was more of like a technical death metal kind of thing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And uh, I think that they wanted to just chill out a little more with this with this band. And, and then I come into the picture, and I don't really write uh, fast music. I, I I write technical music, but not fast music. Like that, so um, it was uh, right in my wheelhouse, uh, you know. Yeah, and um, and so we just started uh, experimenting, writing uh, songs together, seeing seeing what could uh, what could be, and uh, what ended up being was uh, the EP that we put out, *A Revenant Legacy*. Um, those songs are a product of that, and that mentality, uh, and that mindset. So, um, moving along, we have now a *Search Party*, which is just I feel. Um, an optimization and, like, a refinement of the, the sound of what the EP was.
0: Nice. So that was one of my questions. Uh, you guys just released uh, the EP, Revenant Legacy, this past uh, January, if I'm correct. Yep. Why, correct. why release an album so soon?
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, man. Well, well, the reason is because um, we didn't even really want to show uh, show the EP to the world, man. We just wanted to start off with, uh, with the full length. Okay. But, um, you know, I guess we kind of all decided against that, changed our minds or whatever. So um, I think it was important to just have those songs as uh, kind of uh, checkpoints in our uh, musical career, I guess, in our our maturation. Um, I think that was an important move to make. Uh, Looking back now, I think it was was a good move for us. Uh, Nice. Just because, uh, you know, for me, when one of – when an album I make is released, usually um, all the the ideas and thoughts that I have toward each song they it changes like drastically when a song gets released or what an album gets released for me personally. Um, like when I listen to a song that I've written and listened to for years and years, and when it get when it finally gets released, um, I feel like I almost listen to it as a uh, like a jaded listener, and so mm-hmm. I judge very harshly uh-huh. the music that I make after it uh, after I get after it gets released yeah um so so with that i think it was important to do that and put those uh revenant legacy songs through that treatment in my mind personally um and you know it's already happening with search party so
0: <laughs> <laughs> right
1: and now I, you know i have i have a list of things i, I want to you know uh, add? add add or subtract you know right that's, that's great
0: that's cool that's cool i guess it's normal huh I mean you want to after the you finish the process you want to add or subtract things you know that's cool I guess we're we're human <laughs>
1: That's right man you know um, yeah. it, I don't know there's just an idea of like of having the public listen listen in to something that is very personal to you and then when that very personal thing becomes public um, you yourself view it differently you know and, and I, I sometimes I feel like I'm the only one that feels that way but it, I I think I'm wrong <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know. So, so uh, um, let me get this right. Uh, maybe I didn't see correctly, but I've seen you guys uh, uh, on YouTube and this and that. Uh, you guys are a three-piece band with no bass player. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that's correct. We don't have a we don't have a bass player with us. But um,
0: I, I mean, yeah, I thought I was, thought I was track... seeing I thought I was seeing things. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. We have bass tracked on the EP and on the full length as well. Yeah. Um, I, I tracked bass on the EP. And then um, our good buddy, Jacob Umansky, who plays in the band called Intervals, okay. um, he tracks the, the bass on uh, Search Party.
0: Cool. So, so you guys go live with no bass player? or
1: um, I would really like to have a bass player live uh, with these songs on Search Party. Um, we have toured in the past uh, with just tracked bass.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, so yeah, just like backtracked or whatever, but um, I really am not a fan of that. Um, I don't like seeing bands that do that. Um, yeah. and I don't want to be a band that does that. So, um, I, I really, really would like to have a, a live bass player and eventually, um, yeah, a, permanent, a, per- a bass player as a permanent member.
0: Oh, I mean, I, I heard your music and Interloper and, uh, I don't think you guys need a bass player, but I mean, I, I see where you might, I, I, I get it. You know, that's cool. It sounds cool like that. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, there's bass in all the songs still, and, yeah. but, but I think the important thing is that, um, you know, having a somebody who spent the years that I have on guitar um, mm-hmm. on a bass, their their approach to that same section that I would have is very different, and, a, and it's it's a very valuable opinion to have in a band. Um, bassists, bassists phrase things differently. It's yeah. just like the way that it is, and, and I think that it's important to have that um kind of more watchful not watchful ear, but like that more apt ear.
0: yeah cool i understand i play some guitar myself and uh local bands you know i understand i get it yeah. so um uh, so my question is uh what's behind the name interloper and uh how, who came up with that name and and why that name
1: um uh, miles came up with that name um and the name is based off of uh video game that he really loves called half-life okay yeah so the word interloper is i i think one of the chapters in half-life 2 um and so that's what he used and uh i think miles's original intention with this band was to have it a half-life themed band and uh so we have the first three singles uh, that we put out in like or that he put out in like
0: 2014 or 15
1: yeah which were a red letter day absolution and then the conjuration and those are all three um tips of the hat to half-life in some way
0: cool cool name i like it so uh you. are you guys already booking shows uh you know i'm in texas and uh, a lot of bars and, and clubs seem to be opening up so uh are you guys booking things already or
1: dude um yeah i'm i'm seeing a lot of bands booking things but i uh, we we are not um currently um at least not for this year
0: okay uh,
1: just because you know I uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, we never get. Yeah, yep. don't
1: know if it's the move yet, man. And, uh, right. I think we're kind of just gonna we're gonna follow bigger bands leads that can't afford to drop tours. You know. Yeah. Because uh, it's it's uh it's an expensive loss. Right. So and, and I don't think that we can afford to do that currently. So talk to
0: us about your equipment, uh, studio and touring equipment. Uh, what do you use for uh, to play?
1: Um, I use typically I use an ax effects uh, in the studio when I'm tracking stuff. Um, but lately I've been really, really into these, uh, these, uh, plugins, uh-huh. the neural DSP plugins and the arch plugins and all that fun stuff. Um, so that's been really cool to experiment with. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be using any of these on, on any records, uh, the plugins on, on any records, but I might, who knows? Um, but yeah, most of the time I'm using an Axe FX and uh, live. I'm using an Axe FX as well. Miles and I both. Miles and I both are using an Axe FX, uh, Axe FX2 live, and we, we plug that into uh, straight into the uh, to the PA or to the to the mixer, and then out to the PA's.
0: Nice. Yeah. Who are your influences? Uh, who are your heroes?
1: My influences and heroes. Um, I would say James Hetfield. I would say awesome. Chuck Schuldiner, I would say wow. David Stain, yeah, um, and probably like Mike Patton too. Um, those, those are the guys. Mike Patton, not so much uh, at a young age. That was kind of like later in my life. I, I found like Faith No More and Mr. Bungle and stuff. But um, when I was a kid, the, those, those three were like the the heroes of mine that made me uh, want to do what I did, what I do now.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, also, Matt Heafy from Trivium. That's another one that I that I don't want to forget. Nice. Um, Yeah, yeah, that guy's awesome. Super young, started so young. It it really, that dude, like, for how young he started, you know, touring and putting out albums and stuff, that really gave me hope in myself.
0: Um, Give us your best gig and your worst gig.
1: Um, Okay. Uh, I can't really think of a worst gig, man. I can't think of one right now. (laughs) There definitely definitely is one. Oh, yeah, there was one. uh, um, It was, both of these are with the Faceless, but... Um, one of the worst ones was we were playing in, uh, in Mexico. We were in Aguas Calientes okay. and, uh, we, um, the, the owners were like notorious for like shutting power off oh, or wow. whatever, or something like that. <laughs> and we were complaining and, and I think like they shut our power off on us. Wow. Cause, uh, yeah, they just wanted to go home or something. I don't know. I, I don't think we were even playing like extraordinarily late. I think it was like maybe 11:30 or, or midnight which is typical uh, in in Mexico.
0: That's crazy. Um,
1: things wow. things run a little later typically down there. Uh, wow. So so yeah that was that was pretty pretty fucked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: also, also my uh my and our mixer died at that show as well. Like they they just broke and didn't work. So we ran that whole show without ears. Wow. Um, it was just a it was a
0: it was a doozy. Wow, what a horrible experience. <laughs>
1: yeah, but um, one of my favorite shows that I've played was in um, either Texas or Chile, man. Okay. Uh, Gas Monkey Live was a really, really fun show. Um, and then uh,
0: Santiago Chile yeah, was, uh, dude, the venue was uh,
1: basically like falling apart. It was like a, the venue looked like an old movie theater that had been converted into a venue. Like, it was a movie theater from, like, the 1900s or something. Really? Um, yeah, it was this old fucking place, dude. And uh, I remember at the time, um, the, the country, they were all in, like, protests in the streets and stuff. There was something going on with their government. Um, and so um, I remember at our, from our hotel room, we'd hear, like, rubber bullets hitting the ground and wow. um, people screaming and stuff, like, all day. Wow. Yeah, it, was, it was crazy, and so uh, because of, I, in my opinion, that insanity and, like, you know, the unrest in the general, like, population of people there, um, one of the, the, the promoter of the show didn't have money for our booking agency um, to pay them or whatever, yep. uh-huh. and and they were really strict about, like, you need to pay or else, like, our band isn't going to play for you kind of thing, and so, like, they were just arguing about that and just going crazy and um, the guy was like, he didn't have the money, and they were, and they were saying, yeah, you're not. We're like, faces isn't playing then if you don't have our money, this yeah. and that. And um, dude, the dude comes back like sobbing, and he says, if you guys don't play, um, the fans are going to burn the venue to the ground. They said they're going to burn the venue to the ground. Please let faces play. <laughs> Whoa,
0: <Wow. laughs> <laughs> so, it's crazy. It, it was just like fucking crazy, dude
1: we ended up actually dude i don't even think that uh, the touring agency even ended up getting like the money like in full but we ended up playing and it was just fucking awesome dude those people were nuts it was such a blast and the i don't know man like our set was mixed so fucking loud man i just felt really like i just felt really powerful up there man and it was it was a really memorable show for me
0: wow what a a cool story right there (laughs) (laughs) yeah Thanks. Man. It was, it was so, cool, man. so what's uh, what's next for yourself, for Andrew and the band? What can fans expect next from you guys?
1: Um, I mean, they can expect more music and um, hopefully next year a tour or multiple tours. Um, our goal is to just be on the road as much as possible supporting this album. Um, yeah, in an, in an ideal world, of course. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, man, uh, we've already been writing a lot of music. Uh, for the second album, um, we're about six or seven songs deep. And um, yeah, man, just keeping our noses to the grindstone and uh, and working hard.
0: Cool. There you go for the fans uh, asking, would you like to send a message to uh, your fans listening to this podcast?
1: Um, yeah. Uh, thanks for taking the time to, to listen to my crazy thoughts and uh, my ramblings. Um, I hope that you guys all... Love the record, and uh, we hope to see you on the road in the future.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for uh, spending some time to talk to us, to our podcast. We appreciate it, and I hope to see you on the road, too, man.
1: Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Keep rocking, man.
0: Hell yeah, dude. Much obliged, and thank you, uh, Andrew, for talking to us and spending some time uh, chatting with our podcast, That Metal Interview. And for all the fanatics of Interloper, uh, there you go. Uh, Some badass music. Don't forget you can uh, stream their new album, Search Party. Uh, You can download it. And they have an EP which was released this year earlier, about January 2021, by the name of A Revenant Legacy. Uh, Interloper. Check it out, guys. A California band. Very, very great, great metal. uh, Melodic progressive, I would say. But it's up to you how you want to label the subgenre of this metal band. So anyways, uh, thank you guys. Don't forget to subscribe. It is my job to say that. Because we live off of subscriptions and subscribers and uh, hits and views and all that stuff. You guys know what's up. So thank you guys. If you like what you hear, we appreciate it. We truly appreciate it. So thank you guys uh, one more time. Interloper. And be on the lookout for some more interviews. We have uh, AJ from KK's Priest. Uh, He's going to be one of our guests uh very very soon and we have sasha of halloween also as one of our guests in the up and coming episodes of course and uh ak of flotsam and jetsam so yes sir we got some uh, special guests coming up amongst others of course i'm not going to reveal all of them so here it goes don't forget to keep it metal <laughs> Interview...